0: Welcome to Thursday on the Pure Opelka Podcast. Mike here, back in my uh, usual spot. I was out for a couple days. I think there's some kind of seasonal allergy thing working. I don't think I have the flu or RSV or whatever else is floating out there, like maybe the the COVID-19,000. Not taking the new uh, booster either. I saw Dr. Fauci say, the new booster really isn't any more effective than the original booster. So how much more did we pay for it? We'll get into that a little bit later. It's so maddening. A lot going on, 12 days ahead of the midterm elections. 12 full days until the midterm elections. It seems like yesterday we were saying it's 500 days. Well, maybe in Joe Biden's mind, that's how it feels. But uh, here we are on the uh, 27th of October, American Beer Day. What's the greatest American beer? American Beer Day. The greatest American beer, in my opinion, and I think it's a pretty good one, is the cold one in my hand right now. I don't have one now, but I'm just saying the beer that's in your hand that's cold and hopefully somebody else paid for it is the greatest American beer. There's a lot of good American beers out there i'm fond of american beers but i only drink beer a couple times a year like during the super bowl and then maybe on a really really hot day on the golf course so you wouldn't have to take your shoes off to count the number of times i had a beer in the last 12 months red wine bourbon you know the staples of life all right let's look at history before we look at uh, what's happening in the news. On this day, back in the day, in 1873, a guy named Joe Glidden applied for a patent on? I initially thought paint, you know, because of Glidden paint. No, Joe Glidden was a a rancher, and I believe he was in Illinois, and he applied for a patent on barbed wire. Yeah, there's a patent on barbed wire. How about that? 1904, the New York City subway system opened and if you've been on the new york subway system lately i have it's a little scary you gotta stand away from the tracks until everything is clear so you can jump on a car a lot of people shoving people we're two months away from the end of the year a little more than two full months and new york city has already had the same number of people shoved under the subway cars or into the cars as they did last year which was a record-setting year so Good job, New York City. Good job, Democrats. Hope you all get voted out. In 1917, speaking of New York City, on this day, 20,000 women marched for the right to vote. And they eventually got it. Suffragette march. 1962. It was this day back in 1962 that the United States and the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, the USSR, or as we used to call them, the Ruskies, stepped back from the brink of nuclear annihilation. Yes, it was the missiles of October, and we stared down the Soviets. We made a deal, actually. They would pull their missiles and their um, military setups out of Cuba, just 90 miles away from Miami, and um, we'd shut down our missile stuff going on in Turkey. So that was the deal, a little brinksmanship. And it also set up the red phone between Moscow and Washington, D.C. We didn't have that before. Now you could just text somebody instantly. But uh, that, that event, which I barely remember, I was a, a stripling when that happened, was part of that. Um, on this date in 1970, Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber released a concept album for a rock opera they called Jesus Christ Superstar. And I remember my mother was losing her mind over this. She thought it was blasphemous and then eventually kind of warmed up to it. Still a great piece of music. Gotta remind me to bring that out and start playing it ahead of the uh, holidays. 1988, Ronald Reagan, President Ronald Reagan decided to tear down the new American embassy. We had just spent a ton of money building in Moscow. Why? Well, Russia had infiltrated the construction crews and apparently bugged the whole damn thing. So uh, Reagan said, tear down this embassy. I don't know if he said it like that. And in uh, 2004, the people in Boston finally reversed their curse and and they won a World Series. It had been going on since what was it, uh, 1918 when they traded away Babe Ruth. Yeah, good for them, sure. I don't really care about the Boston Red Sox, but I know a lot of you do. All right, uh, following up on the debate from uh, Dr. Austin and John Fetterman, there was some really interesting stuff that happened. And uh, it's, uh, it's very, very interesting to me to see that the uh, Democrats have decided that the debate was more about Dr. Oz being a bad guy, being mean, than anything else. Never mind Fetterman's policies or that of a socialist. Never mind Fetterman wants to empty third of the prisons, let the murderers out. Never mind the cash bail thing is, uh, it has to be ended under Fetterman. Never mind the injection sites and the, the legalization of all drugs. Never mind the awful policies. And the guy does have problems with his recovery from the stroke. Usually at this point in the recovery from a stroke, you're pretty much as far as you're gonna get. That's what a doctor said on CNN yesterday. But the uh, the left is rushing to Fetterman's aid trying to say that, well, he's a disabled person now and and, uh, Dr. Oz was bullying him. That must have been on the talking points memo, you see. Uh, Amy Schumer, comedian and uh, not a political pundit, not somebody I think of as a very smart person. I used to laugh at her. Amy Schumer is telling everybody she's putting her considerable weight. No, that wasn't a fat joke. Behind John Fetterman. And she thought Dr. Oz was bullying him. Uh, she was not alone. The ladies on The View, specifically Sonny Hostin, thought the same.
1: It was really strange to me that he chose to bully a stroke Victim, yeah, exactly. right. Like he obviously was bullying him. And, um, you know, I don't think the people of Pennsylvania or the people in general um, liked that because Fetterman raised one million dollars after that debate. And I think it takes real courage to show that you've been knocked down. I think it takes real bravery to allow people to see your weakness.
0: Right. Yeah, sure. Sure. It does. Uh, that's why he's actually answering questions. From the media, he's not. His wife jumps in front of any reporter and blocks. Yeah, Dr. Oz was not bullying. That was not bullying. What was bullying? I was trying to see if any of the conservative voices at The View, I guess there's one, allegedly, Alyssa Farah. She's not, though. She's not a conservative. She goes wherever they point her. If she would have said, well, what do you mean bullying? Prove it. What, What was bullying? Over at CNN, they did have a doctor who weighed in saying that Dr. Oz was bullying by talking too fast. Are you kidding me? I admire his courage to go on that debate last night. He had to know that he was facing basically a a fast talking TV doctor who at times seemed to be talking almost intentionally faster in the face of Mr. Uh, Fetterman's. Difficulty speaking, sometimes it appeared almost cruelly faster, cruelly faster. Really? Seriously, people, come on. And as it relates to the view talking about the money that was raised by the Fetterman campaign after the debate, that's how this works. Right after debate, both campaigns send out fundraising texts and emails. And, you know, the money is flowing into the Fetterman campaign from outside of Pennsylvania because this race is so important to the Democrats nationally. I would bet the majority of that money, that million dollars, came from outside of Pennsylvania. We'll see if we can get a number on that. Meanwhile, at the White House, Cringe, Corinne Jean-Pierre, that's the nickname given her by Chris Plant, my buddy and talk show host. uh, Cringe was asked about the performance of John Fetterman in the debate.
2: Was the White House in any way surprised by the performance of the lieutenant governor in the debate? Um, I know that people here, including not just the president, but others have been in touch with him. But was there any surprise in terms of how he performed, given the auditory processing, given the high profile of the evening and that sort of thing? Uh, Was it a surprise to the White House at all?
0: So, so, so. Anytime Cringe opens up with so, she's not going to answer the question. And the question is a valid one. Was the White House surprised by the performance of John Fetterman in the debate? The guy's had some problems. He had a stroke almost six months ago, and he does not appear to have fully recovered. Were they surprised by his performance? So, Cringe says... Cringe says White House
2: at all. So look, it's 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 been a busy day. Uh, as you know, you guys have been watching the president. He gave a speech on junk fees, uh, which is going to be incredibly important to the American people. Sir, saving uh, American uh, people, 24 billion dollars. So
0: wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's been a busy day, so I'm not going to answer your question. It's been a busy day. And Joe Biden gave a speech that's going to save Americans 24 billion dollars. Are you getting twenty four billion dollars? I'm not. Uh, She's referring to the speech where Joe Biden said that airlines charging for extra room on a plane is racist. That's right. He said that not exactly. I'm paraphrasing. He said it uh, it hurts people of color more. It's it hurts disadvantaged people. So if charging more for space on a plane is racist is charging more for a house that's bigger than another house racist, is that racist? What about charging more for a car that's bigger than another car? Is that racist? What about charging more for a piece of meat that is larger than another piece of meat? Is that racist? These people are idiots, absolute idiots. Corinne Jean-Pierre Cringe also um, had another question about John Fetterman and his health records, his medical records. Should they be released? Uh, The president's frequently talked
2: about transparency, and so has this administration. Uh, Does the president believe that Fetterman should release his medical records? Uh, I've been asked this question, and I leave that over to uh, uh, the lieutenant governor to make that decision.
0: And if she did say, yeah, that's probably a good idea to have transparency, then we would be allowed to follow up and say, well, how about Joe Biden? Can we know about his medical records and his mental capacity, his cognitive skills. Is that going to be available? No. No, we're, we're never given answers out of this White House. It's always a dodge, a dodge, a dodge, a dodge, a dodge. And Fetterman's issues are substantial. And the Senate is a place where you go and you have debate. I know the Federman campaign tried to blame his bad performance on the technology that they demanded, the technology that had a triple redundancy to it. And the company immediately responded and said, no, 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 no. Our system worked great. Your guy did not. And Fetterman kind of proved that yesterday. He went out to do a little uh, public speaking, didn't take any questions, but he did a little public speaking yesterday and i'm not sure what's being said here
2: well and per, for for talked
0: say that again one more time sir
2: well step and per, for for talked it
0: look we've all made mistakes right we've all we've all fumbled words but this guy does it seemingly every sentence and i don't even understand what's happening in this one
2: <laughs>
0: what Yeah, I'm very worried, but Pennsylvania, what are you doing? Now, more than a million ballots have reportedly already been cast because early voting's been going on since near the end of September. And here we are 12 days away. 12 days away from the most important midterm elections of our lives. I guess um, I guess I'm being a little dramatic there. It is the most important election of our lifetimes. Please, uh, there are other things going on. I saw yesterday that John Stewart, John Stewart, not exactly a guy you'd put in a conservative column. John Stewart was questioning whether or not the Hunter Biden Burisma deal could be considered uh, corruption, and. John Stewart admitted immediately, yes, of course, it, it's corrupt from, from the beginning. And as uh, our buddy Rich Dioli likes to say, welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, quoting uh, Die Hard, great Christmas movie. So the president's son, and now we're learning more and more and more about how many corrupt deals were involved, uh, involving Hunter and Joe and family members and China and uh, Ukraine and Russia. But will anything ever happen? I don't think so. Because when the co-press secretary is asked about it, not cringe, but uh, John Kirby is asked about it, uh, he pretty much punts the ball.
1: This is a a very simple question, but it's an enduring point of uncertainty.
2: Um, Does the president's son still co-own a company with China's government? And if not,
1: can you provide some basic transparency about
0: who bought that steak and how much money. I don't have anything for you on your second question. I don't have anything for you. I don't have anything for you. We're not going to talk about that. It's just China, the nation that's already preparing for a war to take Taiwan, the nation that is in direct competition with us. And Joe has for years said, China's going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. No, that's what's going on. No. What is Joe Biden doing? Joe Biden's going out in front of the people and uh, talking about airlines and hotels and how companies that actually put fees out into the marketplace to see if the marketplace capitalism, and he, he keeps saying he's a capitalist, but if those fees are legitimate, and the people will continue to pay those fees. The price of an airline ticket is a market price. It's nothing that the government should have any business involved in it. Nothing. But Joe sees racism everywhere he looks. Decision. Some airlines, if you want six more inches between you and the seat in front, you pay more money, but you don't know it until you purchase your ticket. No, they actually do have the prices right there, Joe, before you purchase your ticket. You can actually see the price. And race has nothing to do with it. Look, folks, these are junk fees. They're unfair and they hit marginalized Americans, the hardest, especially low-income folks and people of color. Ah, there it is, the racism. I told you, they see racism everywhere they look. That's got to really be tough all day to be looking for racism. Joe uh, didn't take any questions there. He had a meeting at the White House yesterday as well with a foreign visitor. I did not even know who it was. And after they shook hands and had the photo op, the media started shouting questions and the White House press crew started telling Joe to get the hell out. And then Biden mocked them for asking questions, mocked them, imitated them. That's their job, sir. That is their job. And meanwhile, back in the press room, not long after that, cringe was asked when Joe's going to have another press conference. Thanks. I'd like to follow up on something you were asked Monday about (coughs) presidential press conferences. It's been since January since the president has held a press conference here at the White House. Um, Is this administration at all concerned that the scarcity of press conferences by this president has in any way led to some of the misinformation that has been uh, out in the public? And can we please get him in here?
2: I mean, look, I, I understand the question. You guys have to ask the question about press conferences, duly noted. Uh, and so we, again, appreciate the question. But the, the
0: press. No, no, you don't. The press conference, the last one the president had was in January. He has randomly taken a couple of questions here and there. He held a press conference back in January. It was a disaster. And Jill Biden then attacked the press team and asked who the hell allowed that to go on that long. You're not going to get another press conference with this guy because his brain is busted. It's not working. It's just not going to happen. I know it's amazing. It's astounding. A couple other things on my list that are um, concerning me today. A couple other topics. Uh, You should know Donald Trump is getting ready to do a whole bunch of rallies for candidates ahead of the midterms, trying to help push them across the finish line. I think he's going to do one in Pennsylvania with Dr. Oz and uh, Doug Mastriano. I think that's going to happen. And I think that's the fourth, just four days ahead of the election. Uh, we also oh, – oh, last night, I didn't watch it. I saw a couple of clips of it. But, you know, we've got runaway inflation. We have uh, crime. Everywhere. We have the concerns of fentanyl killing young people in this country by the tens of thousands, over 100,000 last year, with opioids and fentanyl destroying families and lives everywhere. We have that. We have the concerns over the economy. All of that. And Joe Biden is doing what? He's driving his old Corvette over 100 miles an hour on Jay Leno's garage. Now, Why isn't he out campaigning with vulnerable candidates? I'll tell you why. Because he's a liability. Now, also, is it smart to have a 79-year-old man driving 120-plus miles an hour? It was a closed track. It was the Secret Service training area. But it just seems to be tone deaf to me. Racing his gas-powered Corvette right there. Okay, gasoline-powered Corvette. How about that? If you're going to be the electric vehicle guy, don't be showing us how fast your gas-guzzling Corvette can go on a TV show 12 days ahead of a midterm election. It is absolute nonsense. And yet here we are. Just amazing. Uh, Speaking of electric vehicles, Kamala Harris was out yesterday gushing, gushing about uh, electric vehicles. And about how how amazing they are, especially electric school buses, because we now are going to provide billions, billions, uh, five billion dollars for electric vehicles to take kids back and forth to school. So Kamala had that press event in Washington. We're going to spend a billion dollars a year of your money. It's just weird, though, the way she talks about everything.
2: Your leadership, Mayor, thank you for the warm welcome. So here's the thing. Who yeah. doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just there's something about the and, and most of us, many of us went to school on the yellow school bus. Right. And it's part of it's part of our, our experience growing up. It's part of, a, you know, a nostalgia and a memory of your relationship. Yeah, right.
0: Sure. Fine. It, she's crazy. And now she's saying that because we went to school on a yellow school bus that was gas-powered or diesel-powered, that it, um, it affected our ability to learn.
2: Today, 95% of our school buses are fueled with diesel fuel which contributes to very serious conditions that are about health and about the ability to learn.
0: This nonsense. I'm going to talk to um, Lauren Fix, the car coach. Later in the show, we always try and get a preview of the 4-Minute Friday video that she does, which teaches us stuff. And I think this has something to do with gas prices. And I have to ask her about this because... Somewhere, somehow, I remember something about electric buses being a problem somewhere in this country. We, we will get to that. We will dive into it. Just uh, unbelievable. Uh, other topics that I want to get to before Lauren gets in here as well. The walkshaw killer was uh, sentenced, found, um, or not sentenced, he was found guilty of everything. Took more than half an hour for the judge to read all the guilty verdicts this guy killing people virtually no coverage on mainstream media and this this idiot this deadly crazed man who last year in the holiday parade the christmas parade in waukesha drove the car through the crowd intentionally killing people he said it was god's will that he did that i hope they put him under the jail i really hope they do Uh, Speaking of idiots, uh, the Chicago mayor, after another bloody weekend where uh, more than 50 people were shot, 10 people died, a lot of them kids. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot thinks she deserves a raise. Okay, she deserves a psychological evaluation. After saying that, I think that's kind of important. Uh, Democratic Senator Bob Menendez, under federal investigation, his office says, yes, we know about it. They were under federal investigation for corruption in 2015, I believe it was. He was indicted and yet never convicted. I wonder if anything will come of this. Uh, Speaking out of both sides of their mouth, the Congressional Hispanic Caucus has told Myra Flores, a congressional representative who is a Latina, that she's not welcome. I guess the congressional... Hispanic Caucus only accepts people if they have a D in their political party choice. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Very frustrating, too. All right. um, Lauren Fix, the car coach, is joining us. We will talk to her. We'll talk electric buses. We'll talk that. Uh, Tomorrow's podcast, I think we're going to have something special with Billy Hallowell and uh, a delayed appearance of Dr. Roizen. Hallowell, I think, wants to talk about what the Pope is telling priests and nuns to stop doing. And it's something that a lot of people are doing. But he's warning them they need to stop. We'll get into it. It's crazy, I know. It's the Puro Pelka podcast. Lauren Fix joins us next. It's time for our weekly spin around the lot with our friend Lauren Fix, the car coach. She's the one who talks about everything automotive. With us and shares the uh, update on the four minute Friday video that Lauren puts out that gives us car smarts. That's on Lauren's YouTube channel, and you should be going to the YouTube channel, subscribing, and getting it every week. And she's with us now, and I have questions for Lauren as well. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I have been dying to ask you this question. That's how I am. I'm on the edge of my seat, dying to ask you the question because. On Wednesday afternoon, our vice president was out and about talking about all the government sugar that we're handing out, especially to the schools, in the form of a billion dollars a year for the next five years to build and distribute or for states to buy electric school buses because school buses, you know, all the time that the kids are on the school buses, all those fumes, are making their brains mushy and that's why we have bad test scores for the last few years because the
1: fumes (laughs) it's social media that's making their brain mush let's be
0: honest well social media and some of the things that when the kids get to school they learn in school that's what's making their brains mushy. that's true
1: so well well, here's here's the truth on electric school buses first off the few that have been produced and out for testing they caught fire in a connecticut schoolyard and the state of connecticut then banned electric buses one literally burned there's no one around it just lit fire and burned to the ground so what did they do they said oh gosh we we don't want it to set anything else on fire like the gasoline powered ones and the building and hurt people so they banned them completely wow wow yeah so that's interesting but don't worry we're going to give you a billion dollars anyhow and you know that's not going to go to schools buses it's going to go to somebody's pocket because you got to raise they'll have to raise the teacher salaries let me think uh, they'll put in more uh, politically unacceptable programs that parents blow their minds well these are yeah. these are
0: funds that the states are going to get these aren't going directly to the schools the state education departments are going to get these specifically Still. targeted towards buying Electric school buses from. uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but the the um, energy secretary had a bunch of stock in a company that made the batteries for these trucks.
1: Yes, you mean Miss Grandholm? Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Jennifer Grandholm.
1: Not just the batteries. But in addition to that, first off, we don't have enough materials from the batteries. Where are we coming up with the $50 billion? That's a billion dollars for each state, correct? So that's no, 50 no, no, billion. no, no, no,
0: no. They're giving a billion dollars a year that will be spread out among 50 states to oh, buy these. Good. So, but, but <laughs> that means if you're, if you're in Alaska, you're going to get probably a tiny sliver. I'm sure the states that don't have that many school districts are just going to get right. a couple of coupons. You know, like Joe right. said, you get a coupon. If you get a new booster shot, you get a coupon for groceries.
1: So. Yeah, yeah, we're still playing that game, I guess. No one reads yeah. the science. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I read the science. And you can. And the science when it comes to school buses is this is a bad idea. I'm going to tell you right now that oh, the education department may get it totally targeted for that. So that means cities like New York, states like California, Illinois, they're going to get big quantities of money and it may not end up going to the buses when you can't get the buses plus the problems with the buses.
0: Okay. Well, so well, well
1: it could find its way into other forms of education, just like how they rerouted all the COVID money.
0: Well, we will keep it on this Lauren. I'll, I'll keep it yes. posted, but thank you for, I know you, I knew, I knew you would know what was going on, especially with Connecticut. What are we learning this <laughs> week? What's in the format of Friday this week?
1: Well, you know, I can't believe this is possible, but the government is now trying to ban fossil fuels. We've heard this. This is what this electric bus program and everything else is sort of focusing on, banning fossil fuels, because when Biden was running for office, he did say, I'm going to ban fossil fuels. We're going to get rid of fossil fuels. We're not going to frack. We're not going to use oil, nothing just like all the rest of the people on the left, that's what their goal is. I'm gonna tell you what this means for you and I. This will still be gasoline, because fossil fuels are in everything. But what it's really gonna do is raise gas prices to $10 a gallon. And my guess is before the end of the year, right after the midterms. Now- so buckle up, it's gonna get real expensive. I'm I'm here in uh, Muskegon, Michigan right now, and I'm looking at $7 a gallon for diesel. Well,
0: um, two, two things, because I don't think the government, the federal government, can't ban fossil fuels unless we give them complete control of the House and the Senate and a exactly. bill is allowed to go through. So midterms, uh, very important people coming up in just a matter of days. So pay attention. Vote make in sure person. Vote. Yep, yep. Vote. vote in
1: person on the day of. Don't go early. Don't absentee. Go there in person on the day of and vote. And let's hope we can turn this because right now they're dumping this, the strategic petroleum reserve and they, and now Congress, the Democrats have said, we want to do another dumping from the strategic oil preserves. Now, what does that mean? There's not much left. We're at the lowest level ever. If we dump it and we completely empty it to zero, we've got a serious problem. Well, we won't
0: do that. I mean, that's obviously not going to happen. But we're we're we could now, now, Lauren. Let's not be kooky. We we don't want to be every people pointing at us going they're crazy conspiracy. There's here's where we are. uh, Here's where it's up to Congress. Lauren, here's where we are. We're at forty percent below the peak of the strategic petroleum reserves, which is yes, the lowest it's been in our history, the lowest in forty years. And uh, the president may want to do it, but again, if there are some people with spines or as he likes to say ramrods for spines in Congress, <laughs> then we can stop some of this madness and save for a rainy day, not for giving stuff away. Now you said you're up in Michigan and yes. diesel's really expensive. There's a story this this week that I didn't chase to verify that says we're down to a supply of 25 days of diesel. What does that mean? Do you know?
1: Yes, that is correct. So that means that it's supply and demand, right? So the demand is still high. We're still shipping groceries and goods from point A to point B, mostly done by diesel. Mind you, diesel's used more than trucks. It's used on trains, it's used on planes, some form of it, including with boats and rail systems. So so the demand is high, as we're trying to get supply chain back up and running, but we were we have not built a new refinery plant i just got the date and i forgot it It was like since this 79 or something like that last time we built a new refinery plant and they've got a couple of them down right now and none of the oil companies are going to want to produce oil when they're already being told that they're going to be paying the price i mean if you think about it one of the things that uh, president biden said is he would like to see the oil manufacturers produce more oil but if you remember oil Crude oil when it comes out of the ground, if it's if it's processed five times, it's diesel, because it's an oil-based product. If it's seven times, it's something called heptane, which is gasoline. So there obviously there's more processing involved. But I don't. First off, the administration can only can only release so many permits and and rules. And if they have t- already seen they're cutting back on what they're allowing, and that has been cut back, the problem still remains. There's no supply. If the supply isn't there, and we only have 25 days of diesel. That's a problem. And it's very concerning because if the supply gets shorter, this is where the problem really comes into play. Supply gets shorter, the price is going to get higher, supply and demand, economics 101. And, he, and even though you say, well, go make more, it's not like you're going to go bake cookies. This takes a long time to get it out of the ground, a long time to get it transported, processed, and then into the pipeline. So it's not going to happen overnight. So these are things to think about. And and I always say that. Crude oil is a part of the solution. And I I just think that people need to be aware of that. That's super important that there isn't one solution, Uh, the electric and gas and everything else. I want people to realize that this petroleum shortage is also a gasoline shortage, which is also a serious problem. When we don't have enough wind, solar, we're trying to cut back on coal, we're trying to cut back on natural power, uh, natural gas. So, I mean, the one solution is something that Germany said that they're going to do is they're not going to shut down their nuclear power plants, which is a good thing because that is a very green form of energy. And if we can utilize that, of course, this administration doesn't want that, but if we can utilize that, that could be a solution to a lot of our energy problems so we can put the oil where it needs to be. And Remember, we use so many derivatives of oil. Uh, we can get it back into the, the trucks and cars and what's needed. But I'm very concerned uh, about this election because, If the democrats continue to take the house and the senate gas prices will go up there's not a question about it and they're going to go up anyhow it's just a question of how high will they go up
0: well your estimate that if the biden administration starts moving closer and closer to banning fossil fuels that gas prices will go to ten dollars a gallon i will tell you that is a low estimate i guarantee you i know that is a very low estimate yeah so we should be scared now let's get let's give
1: us some uh, lighter news what are you driving what are you reviewing lately oh well this is something completely different i just finished driving the 2023 kia telluride um which i will have that video posting so i do have a walk around but i am driving tomorrow uh the f-150 raptor r now this is a definite gasoline burner uh (laughs) 750 horsepower f-150 so if you've seen the raptor trucks on the road they look like they're really really wide and aggressive well they have a raptor r and so it uses a shelby motor in it so it's going to be a car motor that's been tuned for a truck i'm pretty excited because it's going to be really awesome and it competes essentially with the trx which is the dodge oh big 700 horsepower truck so this is you know it's so funny i keep saying on these auto shows for years and years was like we have the green cars but we have the big horsepower sports cars but we have these green hybrid cars but we have these big powerful trucks so we're starting to see this again very polarizing that they're selling a very limited production run of high performance trucks but they still make the lightning truck so if you want to go green there is an option just remember that if you're really gonna you want something powerful you want something for off-road for towing you're gonna want gas or diesel yeah is
0: there any truth to the rumor that the f-150 lightning the electric version of the Ford pickup truck it comes with a a gasoline generator that goes in the front in case you run out of electricity you can charge it with a gasoline generator
1: well it's a little different The, the fact is that you can get a gasoline generator so that is one thing but I will tell you for a fact that the towing capacity of a lightning truck is about eighty miles with a truck and trailer, and that is not enough.
0: Okay. No that,
1: <laughs> Yeah, not so even close. So you're gonna go tow your camper eighty miles? You go like, oh crap, I need to go get uh, charge. So you're gonna sit there for four hours and get a charge? I, it just doesn't make sense. So this is a big problem. They're aware of it. I, the problem is batteries are really not designed to have a load put on them. So if you're driving it around town, you're going to Costco, going on a vacation, you will be fine. But if you're really looking for a truck to haul and like make it your vehicle, probably not a good choice.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I can't wait well, you, to see You're, you're a recovering
1: electric car owner, so yeah. you
0: understand. I do, and I, I've i been an evangelist for the return to the gooey dinosaur juice, as I I, <laughs> believe, I believe it is the way to go. I look forward to uh, seeing the, the Raptor with a shelby
1: engine wow that's gonna be very cool. i'm buying one i got my name on the list for
0: one wow very cool very cool i can't wait just to hear the rumble of the exhaust those are those are things that you know when you hear a real car just coming down the road you can tell my buddy jim your number one fan uh Uh, the the guy who's got the shop uh tom and son Mm -hmm. automotives when we're on the golf course and a car comes by comes roaring by he listens and he can tell from the exhaust what what car it is.
1: We do the same thing. Oh, that was a Camaro. No, that was a Mopar, we can tell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's
1: just you know, as a car enthusiasts are like that. We can hear it. Oh, that was a motorcycle. No, that was a Ferrari. You know. But people that don't know don't get it. But boy, when you start getting used to listening to that, you pick it up pretty quick. Oh, he's he's incredible.
0: The other day we were playing golf and this this really beautiful purr was off in the distance and he stopped and cocked his head and listened <laughs> and he looked at me and he goes, That's a McLaren and uh, oh that's she, a
1: high-pitched sound that's a high-pitched sound. well over the
0: over the horizon over the hill comes this car and I go what is that he goes McLaren you didn't even have yeah. to ask <laughs> yeah. Lauren I uh, thank you so much for sharing everything with us I ask everybody to follow Lauren on social media she's great on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and more importantly go to YouTube go to car coach reports and sign up subscribe get the four-minute Friday And uh, then hang out with us, and we'll talk again next week, my friend.
1: I look forward to it. Thank you. I'll be at SEMA next week, so the big trade show. And then I'm going from there to a race, so uh, it'll be exciting.
0: Oh, good. I'll have more crazy things to ask you about. Oh,
1: there'll be plenty to discuss. Every week, it seems to never end.
0: (laughs) No, it is never ending. Thanks, Lauren.
1: Thank you.